Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to develop a plan to reach their dreams. It is time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can only exceed expectation by believing in yourself. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest is Sky Alvester Black. He's one of Hollywood's most exciting rising stars of today. Sky returns as leading man, Amp Addiction Anthony, on Tyler Perry's smash hit, and I say smash hit, male exotic dancer drama series, All the Queen's Men. This season two is up. I was so mad when season two ended. We'll talk about that. I said, you got to renew this. And they heard my prayer. Season two is currently airing on BET+. The show follows Madame DeVille, uh, starring the incredible Eva Marcel. She's a fierce businesswoman at the top of her game in the Atlanta nightclub industry who won't let anyone, and I repeat, anyone stand in her way as she reigns over a crowd of loyal male dancers. Sky is a scene stealer as a madame's nephew and employee who evolves in an exciting and electrifying season two. I've seen the first six episodes. It's really, they slowly develop its character because it's really getting into some relationships. Not going to reveal too much because like I said, it's streaming right now on BET Plus. If you don't have a subscription, slide on in and sign up because this series is definitely one worth, worth seeing on a regular basis and putting it in your and just tell everybody in a real life my man Scott also holds a, a strong passion for producing we're going to talk about that as well as advocating advocating for the homeless and impoverished he's on the show to tell his story please welcome to money making conversation masterclass Sky Alvester Black how you doing sir Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. With, with an introduction like that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I had to drop some personal things in there because, you know, I, I have a relationship with you when you came on the first time. You know, we was yeah, you know, feeling that. Thank you for having me back, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to have the, you took the time because, you know, uh, you know, I, I learned about your dancing career. You were acting. And now before we really get into the whole conversation about all the Queens of Men is why I brought you on the show. But you're doing mm-hmm. more producing now. Can we talk about yeah. that? a little bit before we get into the series because that gives you a different eye as an actor when you're doing series, especially with a a, a mega producer like Tyler Perry. Completely. Um, So yes, I am making a huge foray into producing. I just finished producing an international feature in Haiti 
and um, and also Miami. So that was my first feature film that I was not only starring in, I was also executive producing. And I'll be honest, I got the bug, man. I, I loved the development of being on the ground, right? making this story, making stories, not mm-hmm. just this particular story, but stories happen. Right. And understanding, and, and it creates, as an actor, it creates a better world for you because you've been there from the beginning. So you're invested, you're invested um, even more so in the script because it's kind of like your baby. Right. You right. Know, you, you've, you've gone out, you've seen the locations, you've created this world, you know what you want it to feel like. You have other creatives with like the director and everything. So I just felt that in this time, I'll be honest, I, God is my number one. Right. So that's the direction I've been pushed in addition to being privileged enough to be a leading man. And I have this like burning fire. And, and now I have, I think, four or five projects on my slate. Like it just happened. Is it all film? And Is it any of a television docuseries? What are the genres? One docuseries and the rest is film. Okay, I have cool. about four films on my slate right now. Okay, cool. And what is so, the window of production you usually do with your movie? Is it six weeks, two months? What is it, uh, 90 days? What are the windows of production? So I will say the first on the last one, I can only speak to the last one. Yes, it was about um, a month. Okay. It was about mm-hmm. a month. And mm-hmm. I was in a developing country. Right. Haiti. And, and when, you're in, when you're in Haiti, there's a lot of obstacles that we actually had to face. And mm-hmm. I love that challenge of that being my first because it really pushed me beyond my limits. I mean, we're in a developing country where there's no power. Everything is running off of generators. Wow. Um, We did um, have a lot of the, we did have American crew and Haitian crew. Mm -hmm. So it forced me to even learn the language. I'm I'm an advocate for not going into somebody else's house and expecting them to acquiesce to you (laughs) and your ways. But when you go in their house, Mm -hmm. you ask, what are their rules? What are their regulations? So I was learning, um, I was learning the language. I I was out there with the natives and it was an awesome experience. And as a producer, it was, I would say it was one of the more challenging experiences right? because like, again, I echo, it was a developing country. Cool. So just imagine when you're filming and the cold countries run off of generators. Absolutely. And so it took well, us let's a little bit. Let's put it away, There are issues in America filming yeah. and production that you're yeah. going to run, the hiccups that you're going to run mm-hmm. into. So walking into a foreign country where you have electricity is limited, battery packs is limited, the type of Language experience barriers. crew, experience crew mm-hmm. will be limited. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also transportation can also yeah. be limited as well. And so when you like that, I was speaking to Sky Alvesta Black, one of the stars of All the Queen's Men, which is a, a smash hit by Tyler Perry. What, what Tyler Perry doesn't do that's not a smash hit. But again, right. that's the gifts that God gave him. This series is directed by him, executive produced by him, and it's airing right now on BET+. Now, mm-hmm. I can relate to what you're saying. I started my career, my degree is in mathematics and, and uh, sociology, and I left mm-hmm. IBM to pursue a career as a stand-up comedian. And I was mm-hmm. very successful standing. Did the deaf comedy jams, all that. Very successful. And um, But when I started writing and I started producing, I felt I had more control of the creator, and it became more of a team effort because as an actor, a lot of times you just giving lines and you direct it. And so you don't really participate Mm -hmm. in the overall project. As a producer, you, you in every scene, Okay, because you got to be aware of every scene. Because you know sometimes I can ask the actors scenes before the scene starts. Right, because sometimes <laughs> I can ask actors and say, "Oh, well, I, I don't. I, 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 we shot that movie. I, I was in no films with that person, or I was in no scenes with that person." You know, and so, but this as a producer, that's the engagement part that you have. You are in everything from budgets yeah. to all that. Even Talk when about I'm not that. On camera, yeah, exactly. Even when I'm not on camera, I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the, um, I'm in Video Village. And it also like it's helped me be such a better actor because I'm I learned I would say I honestly not just the craft of acting the art of storytelling right and that's that when you start to tell that story as an actor and me being able to sit behind the monitor and say hey let's uh, <laughs> I don't think this came through on camera or, or yes. can we get this we have to make our days or right. and and everything like that all the logistics that happen and I, I would be remiss if I did not um, DJ Lewis who's the writer 
and other executive producer on the film, a Haitian wedding that I just finished. He he's Haitian and right. he made all the logistics just extremely possible and as seamless as you could think to be over in Haiti at this point in time. And um, I just want to say, and I'll wrap it up by saying this, we have such a misconception right. as a people in America of what Haiti is. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. I, I learned so much about the culture, the people, and I was extremely inspired mm-hmm. once I was once I left and while I was there. So that's another thing I felt added to being a producer. You have to be open to learning right. along the way because not everything is going to go as you plan. Not every project is going to be the same. You have to be malleable, flexible, and um, I, I love the process, man. Talk about how you got it, how the casting up. I know you've done other projects with Tyler Perry, like Sisters, but still it's your talent. You know, a lot of people, people right. Tyler just don't hand you stuff because he like you. No, There's a skill no, set no, no, you no. come. Talk about how this mm-hmm. opportunity came to you. And then, because it is over the top, because Eva's character is bold. It's, it right. is like, it is almost cartoonish, but I say that in a very entertaining way. Because sometimes right. you need to just step into a world and just let all all reality go. That's what this show is about. Completely. But it is Completely. tied to real people and the emotional things that are relatable. Tell us about it. Um, it's interesting. I actually auditioned for all Queen's men prior to auditioning for Sisters. I was also, um, I played Sisters. I'm sorry. I was on Sisters. I played Jacoby. That was right. in the bank. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thankful to get a job <laughs> as a working <laughs> actor. You know, I mean, before I was parking cars, man, I was probably parking cars from 7 p.m. to 3.30 in the morning just trying to um, support myself. Right. And follow my dreams. So in the daytime, I would audition. At night, I would, um, I, at night I would work. Mm-hmm. Jump to Sisters came. The audition came. I did the audition um, by the grace of God. Found out I booked it. Went there and just delved into work. Now we get home, sisters is over, and I get a call from my agent. Right. Say, hey, you just got the lead in Tyler's new show. Wow. All the Queen's men. I honestly, I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got on my knees. I thank God in this order. And I called my grandmother and said, hey, you don't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, But the process, I had no idea. Like I said, I auditioned for all the Queen's men months and months before I auditioned for sisters. I forgot about the audition. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that I was already casted. Our wonderful creator and writer, uh, I have to um, give Christian Keys his flowers because without Christian Keys, there would be no All the Queen's <laughs> Men. It derived from his book, Ladies Night. Yes. And Christian actually put the time and effort, talk about a producer and developer, mm-hmm. for 10 years ago yes, from the did. book. Mm-hmm. So the character that Christian wrote was Amp. Mm-hmm. Christian was doing was was going to play M. Mm-hmm. And at this time, Christian really, really wanted to tell the story as authentically to his vision as possible. Right. And he took a more of a step back to be in a producing aspect mm-hmm. and and told an executive the story. producing, and, um, executive producing aspect. Executive producer, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And Christian casted me. Mm-hmm. Christian actually casted me. And and um, because I don't know, I, I think I was possibly going to be on Sisters more. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually was, that was the case because they had to round out my character for season three. Mm-hmm. So doing the audition for all the Queen's men, it was one of those things where you just see. Mm-hmm. You see the scene and the scene that I actually had the audition for was from season one. If you guys have seen season one, it's when I get out of the um, actual prison and my aunt is there for the first time. And the scene where I go back to my fiance, sorry, my girlfriend at the time, my right. ex-girlfriend that I killed, I go back to her mom's house and the gun is to my head. Mm-hmm. Those are my two audition scenes. Mm-hmm. And there was something about it that just clicked right. when, I, when I auditioned. I sent in a self-tape. Didn't hear anything for like three or four months. Nothing. Wow. And I was just like, okay, this is one of those auditions. And here we go. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. 
Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You're the lead of an incredible series that uh, is uh, some of the characters. Of course, we talked about Eva's character. She plays mm-hmm. Madame. You don't say ma'am. You don't yeah. say lady. Uh, you say Madame. Okay. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> my boy Blue on there. Dime. That's he, he's developing a relationship with a character called Dime. I'm saying yeah. Sky's character who plays Amp on the show. Then you have male dancers, Doc, Face. Way yeah. go midnight, and then uh, then man, uh, you a fan? I love it! I love it! I love it! You watch it for real? Hey, I, I love I, it! Hey, I, I, hey, Scott, I would not have you on this show, brother. <laughs> Lying to you, man. And then, but I'm telling you, my favorite character is Tommy. My man in them cookies. My man in them he, cookies. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Um, Tom, Tommy's character is absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, he's his character is so funny. It's it's the comedic relief to the show. Oh uh, my god say the thing that I can say about this season the most and I had to discover a lot of who Amp is this Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. because without revealing too much I will say this and I've been saying this Mm -hmm. you will really find out why Amp and Madam are related right Amp's arc is ridiculous Mm -hmm. this season Mm -hmm. and it was so fun to play Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 night and day from everything you think Amp is. Just watch it unfold. Oh, I'm, I am watching it. Like I say, I'm in the middle yeah. of I'm on episode six of uh, this yeah. season two, and and it's a, and we it's got a, twenty episodes huh? this season. Huh? We have twenty episodes this season. Well, well, I got so there's four. quite an arc. Woo! I'm loving yeah, it. I'm man. loving. It. I'm loving because I'm not gonna miss any of. It. Like I said, uh, <laughs> the first season I believe was ten. I believe it was ten the first yeah, season. It was ten. And it then was 10 the first and season. like I said, when it ended that dramatic moment, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" It came <laughs> back. Now Tyler's done me right. Twenty episodes, but let's talk about the whole relationships. Like I said, when you do these series. You know, you could say, I'm doing a show with over with, with a character. She's a tough woman. And we have these male dancers. So you're selling sex and good-looking guys mm-hmm. in shape. So you're trying to seek that male demo and all that. A female demo, excuse me. And so when all that comes about, it's the story and the characters. Completely. Talk about your character and your relationship that you're developing with Dime this season. So this season with Dime, um, and also... Where you see Amp from the beginning, you see this beautiful budding relationship. Yes. And you see the love. And, and, and Amp, I mean, Dime is that soft spot for Amp, just like Amp is that soft spot for Madam. Mm-hmm. However. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. 
I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's, it's, how do I say this? Uh, Expect the unexpected with Anthony Don. Yes, okay. And 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 you and you, it, all the Queens of Man's a crime drama. Yes, it and is. I think once people realize that, I, a lot of times people saw us as, oh, this stripper show, this male stripper Absolutely. show, this guy's male stripper show. But it's not that. It's actually a crime drama, and it's about the relationships of what society would consider consider social misfits and how they're navigating this world, but also being there for each other, but also going through real life circumstances right. that really actually happen in the world of male exotic dancing. I, I mean, if you hear some of the stories that the guys that I, I got to sit down with each of the guys and I really wanted to immerse myself in this world and not take it for granted as just another role, I said, tell me everything. Tell me what happens. Tell me, tell me your past. Tell me. I, and I had these moments with each of these guys. And a lot of these stories aren't too fabricated. No, they are. When you, when you actually live that world in that life. On TV, it seems larger than life. Right. But so many stories that I've heard that these brothers have gone through, um, it, it, it's, it's authentic. I'm speaking to Sky Vesta Black. He's one of the stars of the new, uh, I say second, new, second season. It's 20 episodes second this season. season, everybody. All the Queens men. It's uh, starring the incredible Eva Marcel. She stars this. She, she's the woman. Oh, the word boss lady. She is truly yeah. the boss lady, the killer lady, the tough lady. I'm going to tell you, get out of my face, lady. She don't care if the she's auntie, at the White House. The she's, she, she's the auntie. She cares. No, she, she definitely cares. But I, I, I want to say something. You said it was a crime drama, but let me put something on top of that. It's mm-hmm. a family show. And yes. that's why I'm engaged. When you saw in Power, the Power series, it was about family. Well, if you look yeah. at any of the Fast and Furious shows, movies, it's about family. And so when you look at this series, always remember that, you know, Doc and Blue, family. Fuego mm-hmm. is spending a lot of time trying to get this family, keep this family together. And in the first yeah. season, he's basically an outside character. But this season, he's more engaged, and you find out more about his character. What The thing I love about this season, this guy, is that because it's 20 episodes, the characters don't feel rushed, and I'm, got, I'm getting more backstory. I'm getting more Completely. backstory. It makes me more engaged and much more aware of the next step and excited. And that's what, right. that's why I wanted to say that the family dynamic plays a major role. It is a crime. It is violent. It is action. It is dramatic. It is funny because Tommy is very funny in this series. <laughs> you know, you know, he's uh, he's a, he's a he's a hoot, as they say back in the day. Oh yeah, he is. But he but, is. but these he are is. the characters that make me enjoy the show. And this is what I'm saying to you is that. The male dancing is part of it, but I'm also more engaged about, you know, the relationships, about exactly. all the entanglements. And, and I, love, I love that you said that because I always look for the universal message mm-hmm. when I'm telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a character that got out of prison for nine years and mm-hmm. we delve into my backstory and we actually see why yes. he really went to prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone has seen that episode yet. If you haven't seen episode six, really starts to show Amp's backstory yes, as it does. to why, because first season really focused on Amp being the audience member as far as bringing you into this world. Mm-hmm. And he, you were looking at this world through the eyes of Amp because you've never seen this world before as he has it. Now you're seeing, like you just said, each character's backstory. And when you're telling stories, people like stories because there's a universal element that they can also relate to. They may not know what it is, right? but it's like, why do I like this so much? But it is family. And it's togetherness. And it's how do we 
keep each other together? How do we love on each other in this midst of this huge minutia of craziness? Right. And I think that's a lot of just relationships, period. Like family is paramount. Right. Friends are paramount. Support systems are extremely paramount. And, if, and on a universal level, we can't do it alone. Even right. Madam on the on 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 um all the Queen's men, she can't do it alone. Yeah, and, and she needs amp as her Madam and I. I always say, even I have the best time because what we do, we just get on camera and we go. Right, we don't rehearse before. We have a great connection as auntie and nephew, right. and we get on and we explore. <laughs> and I thank Tyler so much for allowing us to really have taking it upon ourselves to develop these characters right. and actually listening to our thoughts. And I also thank the entire producing team right. for saying, Hey, this season, we do want to delve into why these people mm-hmm. are the way they are. Right. Right. And it makes everybody interested. Well, you I, know? I would tell you this guy, you know, uh, this is, this, this is the opening scene for this, for this second season. And I'm not going to tell y'all in detail, but when homeboy came out of the kitchen with that giant butcher knife, <laughs> Man. I, I went, y'all silly. Y'all, y'all are silly. Y'all know y'all got smaller knives in that kitchen than that. Well, coming out of that kitchen with that giant butcher knife to do, to do what he had to do surgically. But I, I but that's the funny. Out, man. <laughs> he had to get it out. Yeah, that's the funny part about it. But I, 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 I definitely want to close out the show to talk about your advocacy for homelessness and impoverished mm-hmm. people because we t- the production was the producing and EPing and eventually directing because that's I see that in your future and the incredible series and the relationship you've had with Tyler and then being blessed in a relationship with Christian Keys with this incredible mm-hmm. book that was Ladies Night which is now turned into All the Queen's Men that is airing and streaming on BET Plus. Why the importance of advocating uh, being a voice for homelessness and the impoverished? Man, I was homeless. Simple. I knew it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a kid that, that's from the South. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm from the real Miami, man. I'm from Carroll City. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which is now Miami Gardens. Right. But um, I came out here to L.A. with a dream and faith and God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, what did you do? I worked my butt off. I believe and I prayed. Sounds cliche, but you know, when you're, when you're in such a industry as the entertainment industry, there are no guarantees. No, they're not. And you have ups, downs, peaks, valleys, as you do with any industry or with any in life. However, I was that kid. I was that kid that was homeless, not once, mm-hmm. but three times. Right. I um I know what it's like to have a dream that no one else believes in until it happens. I know what it's like to feel depression. I'm also a huge, huge mental health advocate, especially for black people. Thank you. Especially it's something that we need mm-hmm. because we need to clear our minds. Without a clear mind, you can't be effective in life. Mm-hmm. And um so in addition to being homeless, I was depressed and homeless. And I live in Los Angeles, man. I, I can look out my, my window right now. And um, yes, I'm blessed, but I'm not removed from circumstances. And the homeless, the homeless population in Los Angeles is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and I just feel that there's so much that can be done, but we don't look at it. And, and I, with my platform, I want to do as much as I can to look at the humanistic qualities of just life and how it can be better than right. for things that I, that's dear to me. I mean, again, I was in, I slept in my car. Mm-hmm. I slept in hotel sixes. I slept mm-hmm. on couches. I, I, this, this, I, this just happened. My life just switched in 2020. Mm. And also with it switching, I've learned the importance of mental health and mental uh, and therapy. Right. Right. Awareness of how to just navigate. Everybody has gone through PTSD at some point. I mean, we just we came out of a pandemic and now it seems we're on the edge of other epidemics possibly. So um, I think as an artist, it is essential to not only live life, but to observe life. Absolutely. And to really have empathy for a lot of universal issues. Mm-hmm. Because if you cannot be empathetic to without judgment. 
mm-hmm. to another man's plight. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. If you can't be, if you can't be empathetic to your fellow man and man being woman, human, if you can't be empathetic to their plight, you can't be a great artist. Right. And um, it, it's, it's near and dear to me. And, and I, there's a lot more I want to do in that arena of, um, I, I want to go visit shelters. I want to set up things. And, um, it's, it's one of my company's mission statements to, to really give back and not just go there and drop off some turkeys on right. Thanksgiving. No, right. to really give back and see w- what can we do. There, there has to be something that if all of us join together, we could, we could make some form of effective change. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, he's making effective change as a producer. Effective change as a homeless advocate for the impoverished and uh, disenfranchised, but more importantly, as a fan, as a person in the entertainment business. You know, I always say, you know, he's younger than me, so hopefully I've knocked over some doors and kicked over some boxes that he can step in. And I know he's stepping in strong because he got a great man behind him and Tyler Perry, and he's yeah. another advocate in Christian Keys, who I think is one of the star producers of our next generation that's going to pop out. Not only is he a talented writer, but he's also a handsome guy, so that also helps Christian. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. But again, thank you for coming on the show, Sky. I hope it was a joy. I hope this journey was better than the previous journey, which I thought was Man, very good. I, I always have a great time with you, and thank you for having me back. And and uh, just piggyback on what you said. Thank you for everything that you've done in the entertainment industry because you you had to walk so I could run. So thank you, thank you for all your contributions and and just knocking down those doors, man. It's always a great time here at Money Making Conversations. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk soon, man. Be safe now, okay? Thank you. You too. All right. If you want to see or hear any of these interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with CEO and co-founder of Tyler New Media, home of traffic, sales, and profit, Lamar Taylor, as he shares the importance of separating the nature of your hustle from the nature of your business. A lot of times when people are being taught and trained through social media, it's more about hustle than it is about business. Right. And it's about, hey, I can make this like quick money, right? How I can, you know, do something real fast and flip this and flip that. But we're trying to tell folks, you need to build something that's sustainable. You need to build something so that guess what? It works when you don't. In order to do that, we need systems around it. We need processes around it. We need people around it. Those are our, our team and staff that we might need to be able to implement and do things better than we can. And too many times when we don't have these different pieces of the puzzle together, then we get caught. If you were to listen to this full interview with Lamar Taylor, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is uh, Deji Larray. He's a multi-talented actor, writer, and producer. He's the creator and executive producer, showrunner, and star on Bounce TV's comedy, I should say dramedy, Johnson. He plays the role of Greg on the show. We'll talk to Deji about his path. When you say path, from where he started to where he is today, and how he knew as a young age. I was, t- I was always amazed when people know at a young age what they want to be. Because I struggle with that. I always tell people I didn't know who I wanted to be until I was in my 40s, despite mm-hmm. all my success. So I always admire people who get it and then stick with it. What inspired him to know his path at such a young age and from performing on Broadway to his college studies to creating his own show? What has been some of the important tools that have helped him in finding success in this entertainment industry? Industry. He received a BA in film and TV from Cal State Los Angeles. He appeared on Amazon series like Age of the Living Dead, Bosch, and owns Greenleaf, one of my favorite shows. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, The Incredible. I'm going to say Incredible because I've watched 14 straight episodes of him in the last 24 hours. Deji LeRae. Hey! <laughs> Uh, I know it's a journey to get there. It's a journey to get to the the, the storytelling of who you are, man. But that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah, man. Thank you for that, man. I was I love I love your introduction, man. You know, never let anybody get in the way of your dreams, man. You know, because people will try to project their insecurities on you. You yes. know, mm-hmm. anything is possible, and I'm I'm a, I'm a testament to that, man. You know, just just my journey. You know, just coming up, and like you said. Knowing what I wanted to do from a young age, I don't, I don't take for granted that blessing. Right. Because everybody 
um, they maybe maybe there's people who would have had that inspiration if uh, they would have been inspired as a kid by by something or, right. or or someone to lead them down a certain path. But mm-hmm. I will say this: my character on Johnson, his name is Greg Johnson. He's also a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who is not self motivated. He has great friends. He loves his friends. He's a great friend. He's blunt. Um, but, you know, he's still trying to figure out life. He's doing odd jobs. Even into season two, he hasn't truly figured it out yet. And I think that's going to be his biggest uh, character journey on this show over the course of however many seasons is for him to realize what his purpose is. And obviously, you've realized that, Rashawn. Like, you have a great purpose. You're, you're, you know, you have a great voice. Um, and you're inspirational to a lot of people now. So the tables have turned, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, I'm going to slow you down. Because you know you you talking about the show you ask you answer a question I ain't asked yet I got we gonna have fun because I'm gonna tell people why I watched 14 episodes in less than 24 hours. First of all, um, you know let's talk about we know my my life has always been interesting because I've been I always tell people I've been successful all my life when I was 18. Mm. The only thing I knew at 18 I had to I had to have good credit. That's the only thing I knew. I knew I had to have good credit. I held on to that, and I built my brand around my name, being responsible and consistent, and having good credit, which is probably the, the, the foundation of who I am. Now, you knew it at that early age. Now, knowing something at the early age, I mean, people can kind of like, what are you talking about? You never do that. There are a lot of distractions. People, like I talk about, don't let your friends, family, you know, do de- deter you, deter you, uh, deep, create detours in your life from your aspiration. Talk about that. And when you finally just shut out the noise. Well, you know, I started off doing plays uh, when I was like eight or nine years old in elementary school, man. And, and from the plays of school, it, it branched off into like community theater um, and, you know, like little industrial shows in Atlanta and then, you know, TV shows and films in Atlanta. I was also playing sports. You know, I ran track. I was on a basketball team. I was on a baseball team. And But then the sports would start to conflict with rehearsal schedules, you know. Um, but it was cooler to be an athlete than it was to, you know, be, in, be an actor at that time or be in plays, especially doing plays in theater. Um, but I had to make that choice because that's what, that's where I felt like I had my greatest form of expression. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to land an agent in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Carson Adler agency in New York when I was, uh, I believe I was 12 years old, man. And I was on Broadway when I was 13. And I think from that point on, um, understanding the opportunities that, that this industry could afford me when it comes to traveling, right? Uh, right. Being in different cities, different countries, when it comes to uh, creating stories mm-hmm. uh, and, and jumping into these roles. And obviously, you know, with the money as well, you know, that was never right. a motivating factor for me, but, you know, it was nice to make good money and, 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 and be taken care of uh, to do what you love to do. That's what I think what we all aspire for. And so, right. um, you know, I never, I never lost sight of that. And then I always knew from a young age as well, that it's not just about acting. It's about ownership. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about creating. It's about being being in control of your own narrative. So at 15 years old, I wrote my first feature film, my first mm-hmm. screenplay. And so my, my career kind of started to run parallel. I would, I would act, but I would also write mm-hmm. and I would also direct and I would also edit. Mm-hmm. I really just kind of trained myself to be a true filmmaker. Um, and, and early on at that time, man, that you, you weren't supposed to do that. Right. There was a lot of managers and a lot of agents and a lot of people who said, do not tell all these people that you do all these different things, because then they won't think that you do them all well. Right. They will think that you want to do all these things, but you're not a professional at all of them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to editing, I've been nominated for VMAs, projects that I've ed- edited, been nominated for Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've edited films and TV shows. Uh, that's helped me become a better director. Right. Because I understand the coverage that I need to get. I understand how this shot is going to cut with this shot, even while I'm on set. I can't tell you how many directors <laughs> don't have that forethought or that vision. And when it gets in the edit bay, we have to actually find the story in the edit bay. So that's helped us so much, even with what we're doing now with Johnson, is understanding both sides of the camera, in front of the camera, directing, and also post-production. Um, and that's why, you know, the show has the level... Um, of, of, you know, 
I would say quality that it has is because we bring continuity. All this experience. That's key. Continuity. Continuity. Yeah. Continuity and, and quality. And we just, we bring this experience, man. So I was fortunate enough to know what I wanted to do since I was a kid. I was fortunate enough to have great parents who um, supported that. Even if you ran into other obstacles, such as friends and other people who might've talked down on your dreams, my parents always pushed me and always supported me. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to um, go to college and you know be able to afford college. And you know a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And then fortunate enough to meet my producing partner, Thomas Q. Jones, uh, who, definitely uh, has the same work ethic and the same vision in a lot of ways that I do. And, uh, you know, then we were able to work on Johnson. Absolutely. I'm talking to Deji LaRae. He is uh, the creator and executive producer and showrunner, as well as star on the Bounce TV comedy, or dramedy, I like to call it, Johnson. Um, A story, we've seen the... The white show, white women on their shows multiple times. White friends, not the Friends TV show that was on NBC, just white girlfriends. We've seen the multiple black girlfriend shows. Several of these out there doing fantastic. You know, you can say we can. You know, Living Single was a black girlfriend show. I've never seen this, mm. and I, if I have seen it, forgive me out there, y'all, but I never seen it this good. <laughs> I've never seen it where um, there was, um, I felt I saw my friends. I felt I saw me. I was engaged by the characters. I love D.L. Hughley. You got so many people in the show, man, I know. D.L. Hughley, that's my boy. Cedric yeah. the Entertainer, that's my boy. Been knowing him since 92, him and Eric Rohn, that's my boy. Terry yeah. J. Vaughn, know her from Steve Harvey's show. Been knowing her that long. So you got a lot of veterans in this show. I just love the earthquake. I just love seeing that. And they just they just blend so well in this 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 series that you have. But it's the four guys that uh, are relatable to me. All you guys are life issues. I've never seen that put out there like that. I'm just going to tell you, DJ. And that was important when I realized what I was watching because because all I hear is just the title Johnson. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what I was getting into. And then the show opens showing these. These four is some guys. I didn't know how many guys it was. I'm going, is it two? Is it three? Is it four? And, and 20 of them, yeah. Right. And so, and so, and so, so I'm learning on the fly, getting engaged in this show. Episode one explains itself. Episode two, they, they tell you how they got the name Johnson, you know, just casually tell you that. And then mm-hmm. by the end of episode two, you you want to see episode three. Because the way they mm-hmm. end the show is that when they end the show, the very next episode, they pick up right where they stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It, just, a, just a special project. Talk about you and Thomas getting together because I didn't want y'all to, I didn't want, the offer was to interview you guys together. I said, no way. I said, they have too much to tell me separately. And yeah. because your story and his story, because he played in the NFL, that's a whole different story. I got to talk to him yeah. about. Okay, that transition. Yeah. As you said, you knew from jump as a young kid, you wanted to do this. He wanted to be an athlete, mm-hmm. and people, or people push him in that direction because he's so talented of an athlete. That's what you should do for a living. And yeah. so now, a story about four guys. How did you get that pitch out there for people to buy into it, especially about four black men? Well, it was tough. It was tough, man, because historically, man, like you said, there's not a lot of shows that have been created like this that really dive into uh, who the black man is. You know, the backstory of, of, of this black man, how he ended up, how he evolved. Oftentimes we're, you know, placed in shows and we're used as a part of a larger narrative. But to give us this screen time and to show our complexities like this, you know, in my opinion, hasn't been done like this uh, before as well. There's shows um, that I love that, that 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 dive into issues that we deal with, such as Rock, you know, back in the 90s, one of my favorite shows growing up. I was very inspired by that show. They kept it real in that show, man. Um, but um, we knew that it was time. And, you know, I wrote the original pilot, you know, years ago. Um it started off as just kind of uh, just just observations of my own experiences and other experiences, observations of not seeing a show like this on TV and knowing that we needed to have more balance to represent black men uh, on TV and in film. 
And, um, and, and then also, too, taking the responsibility to be one of the ones who would offer that balance. You know, right. instead of just sitting around and complaining about it, why don't I just write a show that, that shows us how we want to be seen? And Black women, shout out to Black women, man. They, they've recognized it and they've taken uh, control of their own narrative. You know, mm-hmm. I've said that before, but it's so true. It's like, you look at the Renaissance and these shows about, about uh, friendships between Black women, um, the nuances uh, and the synergy and sisterhood is, is right. really great to watch. And we had... We got to play catch up. We got to create shows the way that we want to be seen, the way that we want to be represented on TV. And so that's what this is, man. And so, um, you know, I I, I ran into Thomas uh, 2017, you know, initially went to him, you know, because I knew he was already acting. Uh He had a a great following. I knew him for football. Right. And uh, I I wanted him to be an actor on the show. Mm -hmm. But in our meetings, when we sat down, the conversations we had, how he understood the content, how he understood what I was trying to do, the messaging, uh, the type of stories. He, it, it related to him so much. It hit him so much. He was like, yo, man, I can't just be an actor on this show, man. I want to be a producer. I want to I push the, I want to I want to go into business with you and produce this show. It's too important for the culture. That's what he told me. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, man, look, you want to do that? Let's shoot an independent pilot. Let's just do an independent pilot. You know, because to get somebody to read in this town is very difficult, especially if you're a new creator. Mm-hmm. So you got to show them something. You got to mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is. So I gave him a price tag of what it would cost to shoot a pilot. He wrote half the, half the budget. Mm-hmm. He just wrote a check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I put up half. He put up half. We shot the pilot. We started shopping it in 2018. Mm-hmm. We had interest from some, from some networks, man. We had some interest from uh, some really uh, uh, no, uh, networks, some pretty large networks, man. But... We feel like where we landed, the home that we have for Johnson at Bounce mm-hmm. is the best home that we could have. And I say that because the built-in demographic, mm-hmm. uh, they understand what the show is and they allow us to tell our stories unfiltered. They allow us to express ourselves and represent ourselves the way that uh, we, we, the way that our, our vision goes untouched on that, on that network. And so they're an incredible partner, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so myself and Thomas, you know, uh, the show got the attention of Risha L. Archibald over at A Bird and a Bear Entertainment, who works with your, your peoples, Eric C. Rohn and Cedric <laughs> the Entertainer. <laughs> yes, sir. And, um, and, and uh, yo, shout out to Risha, man. The first person, one of the first people to one really... One of the executive producers on the show, Risha. Yeah, the executive producers, Risha's executive producer. One of the first people to see the value in this show, Rashawn, was a black woman. Mm-hmm. Because we reminded her of her brothers and her family. That's that's what we keep saying is like, this show represents the vast majority of us. If, if I ask you, you know, compare this show to like another show where, you know, a bunch of black dudes are selling drugs and things like that. All Out of all the black men in your life, which show is more relatable to the black men in your life? Most people especially in my life and people around me would say the guys on Johnson versus the guys on another show. Right. Um, and so why can't we have both? Right. Cause this show is dope. I love crime dramas, man. I, I watch them all the time. I'm, I'm, uh, they're, they're an escape. I, I mean, you know, I enjoy them. I might create a show like that one day, you know, but the key and the trick is to have balance is to be able to watch a show over here and then turn around and watch Johnson and, you know, and, and feel refreshed. Like, okay, we feel represented all across the board. That's the key. So Eric and Cedric saw the value in this show when Risha took it to him, man. They came on board as executive producers and took it over to Bounce, uh, Mr. David Hudson. And it's just been a beautiful partnership ever since, man. And we're on uh, season two. Right absolutely. Now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm on episode four of season two. Yep. Can't wait till season five this week, <laughs> next week. You know, the, the interesting thing about the show, I'm just speaking to my fans as well as talking to you, is that, you know, it's a show about, you know, we see the women and we see their layers. We see their attachments. And, you know, I was fortunate to be a part of Steve Harvey and this act like a lady, think like a man that kind of like changed the game of uh, how relationship stories are told to everybody. So three million books worldwide. Book was mm-hmm. translated into 30, 30 languages and made two movies out of it. And so when I come to this, I'm going... I see your character, you know, it's a layered character, you know, you're in denial about past love and you don't know how to move forward. Never saw that mm-hmm. on TV, 
okay? Yeah. You know, then you have uh, Thomas' character. You know, he's kind of a little chauvinistic because he has some old school values and he keeps using <laughs> language like, you know, women out of pocket. You know, they want, you know, the, what you hear in the streets, which is really cool. And then you have Keith's character, you know, he doesn't, as, as a man, he doesn't know what it takes to get the right woman in his life. So he uh -huh. continually accepts was given to him instead of instead of demanding what he should have. And mm. then you have Jarvis' character, which is in conflict with your character, because your character is yeah. kind of like, you know, like Greg slash Malcolm X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Jarvis yeah. over there, he's an, inter, he's an interracial character. So he has to deal with that whole, you know, you're going out in the streets, you're with a white woman, and the community going, really, really. And he doesn't know how to deal with that. And so yeah. you have these four brothers whose last name are Johnson who are mentored by D.L. Hughley's character. Talk yeah. about D.L. Hughley's role in this because it's fantastic. Man, uh, let me just say this. D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, also appears on the show. Um, he did an episode in season one and in season two. That's, that's another topic that we uh, wanted to make, um, bring to the forefront on the show is how important generational respect is you know, um, how important it is to be able to uh, get information from the people who came before you that have something to say and for you to use that information. So his character, man, is is kind of the voice of voice of reason. He's the guy who mentors us. Like I'm like, like you said, he has his own radio show. Um, he's the <laughs> voice of the people, you mm -hmm. know, a very, very, very smooth, strong, suave voice. Um, who's who's also experienced a lot of the things that the guy that the Johnson men are going through. He's also related to Thomas's character. He's his uncle, right? So he's a Johnson as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in front of the camera, on set, and offset. You know, we have so much respect for DL. We have so much respect for Cedric. So much respect for Eric. These guys have been in the business. They paved the way mm -hmm. for us. And you know, the only way uh, that I the, the only thing that I see that is the most important thing in this industry, man, is to bring somebody else up and have them continue running with you and, right. and, and continue, you know, passing the baton. And that's what they did, man. You know, Eric and Cedric, man, they saw the, 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 the vision um, and, and other cultures do it all the time. You know, I don't think that we do it as much as we should, man. So hats off to Eric and Cedric, man, for giving Thomas and I, young creators, an opportunity to create this show. And we have their full support, man. It's been it's been an incredible journey so far. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I uh, speak with Deji Laray, uh, one of the stars, as well as um, a showrunner, creator, writer. You know, let's make sure he gets credit for that because they, they're throwing out some incredible scripts, man. The dialogue is on point. The editing is on point. The lighting is on point. No sound issues. The continuity is on point. I'm telling you something. When you see 14 episodes, as fast as I see 14 episodes, you get to see it laid out right. You get to see if there is a mistake. They could have done this, done. They, they, just a beautiful series. And the series I'm talking about is called Johnson. You can catch it on the Bounce Network. Uh, the, the beauty of it is that the relationships, that's the power mm -hmm. of this show. And yeah. um, the, the episode four ended with kind of like some cliffhangers emotionally for me. I, I'm not going to get him to tell me what's happening in the future because that's why you got to watch the series. Mm -hmm. But uh, Terry J. Vaughn comes into the series. And hey. she, yeah, she came in and corrected him when he said Mrs. She said Miss. Miss. I, I said, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong in my belief. But he, she corrected him and said Miss. And she was looking good. All right. And yeah. then my boy Jarvis rescued Danny from, hey. from, from a crisis. I went, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe I might be misreading something, but guess what? Good writing takes you in those directions. When you when you sit down, let's talk about that writing room, sir. Mm -hmm. Who all is in that room? And uh, and it is a dramedy, it's not a sitcom. It's a, it, you have your funny moments, but you have your life moments, the, uh, your, your storytelling moments, your journeys of truism, and mm -hmm. also about being a black man in America. 
talk to us. So uh, the, 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 the name of the show, Johnson, represents the fact that we all have the same, uh, a lot of the same um, obstacles as Black men in America. So it's very symbolic that we all have the same last name. There's no relation. Um, so once you watch the show and you peel back those layers, you get to see how different we are and how different we can be, whether it's our way of thinking, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, you know, uh, politics, whether it's our way of thinking when it comes to how we see the world in a lot of different ways. And so that's what the show is. It's about those relationships. It's about these characters. Um, it's about showing black men as being vulnerable. It's about showing black men as being emotionally intelligent being able to handle our differences and conflict um, without resorting to violence, of course, which is normal for us, but we got to say it. Um, it's about showing this brotherhood. It's about showing the betrayal, how they get over that. And it's about showing our relationship with Black women, right? So you brought up Terry J. Vaughn and you brought up uh, Danny, who's played by Chloe James. And these are uh, two incredible uh, talents. You know, I've, I've been watching Terry for a long time. Nothing but love and respect for her. She's incredible. Um, yeah, she said that, you know, it's not Mrs. is Miss. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll, we'll see We'll see if anything happens. But, you know, everybody already, you know, when it comes to Terry, you know, you know, and Cedric, you know, LaVita, Alizé Jenkins, you know what I'm saying? Like, that relationship between her and Seth's character on the Steve Harvey show is untouched and is unmatched. Yeah. We're not trying to, we're not trying to do that. What right. we're doing is, like you said, it's a dramedy. Mm -hmm. So um, it's real life. That's the genre of the show. Things are funny, we laugh. Things are serious, we cry. Things are funny, we cry. Things are serious, we laugh. Mm -hmm. You can't really predict the emotion you're going to feel. You just got to ride with the emotion. So what we try to do on this show is just be as authentic as possible and what that looks like. So for, you know, for, for her character... She's a principal. Mm -hmm. Here's a guy, Greg, who's a, a maintenance man at the school. Mm -hmm. You know, she's she's beautiful. He's attractive. She's single. He's single. What would naturally happen in this situation and what could stand in the way of that? A lot of things could stand in the way of that. And I think we're going to see that as the, as the show uh, develops mm -hmm. even more. Mm -hmm. um, we deal with a lot of things on this show, like, you know, diving into religion, classism. Mm -hmm. is, is explored on this show. Mm -hmm. And in the myth of the absentee father, mm -hmm. and then going back to Chloe's character, which is Danny, the black man protecting the black woman. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so here he is. She needs help. Mm -hmm. He's there to help her. What gets in the way of that? One, mm -hmm. What conflict, especially with him being a married man, mm -hmm. uh, what stands in the way of that? So it's all of these complexities, man. We try to make the show as unpredictable as possible while debunking stereotypes and myth, myths about black men and black women. I would tell you this, um, great series. Johnson is a great, great, great series. Um, impressed, again, the directing, the writing, the acting, the believability of the characters, the, uh, the authentic uh, Earthquake, I love to death. D.L. Hughley, I love to death. Um, bringing on Terry J. Vaughn, been a family friend since mm. since '95. That's how long I've been hey. knowing Terry. Okay, been knowing Terry, been knowing Cedric and Eric Rohn since '92. Brought them yep. down to my comedy club in Houston, Texas, hip hop comedy. That's how long I've known these people. D.L. Hughley brought him down. Been knowing him since '91. So mm -hmm. you have relationships that I'm so happy to see that they're working and doing great things in this business and telling everybody I still got it going on as a producer, as also talent in front of the camera and behind the camera. But more importantly, DJ LeRae, you're special, brother. You Thank knew you, as a man. kid that this is something you want to do, and the, and the skies are the limit for you. I definitely want to connect with you off camera. I, yep. you know, I, I just want to be in business with you, brother. I really do. You and Thomas. I want to be in business. That, with that means a lot because I've been following your career as well, man. I study everybody. So I know all of your accolades. I know all of your accomplishments. And there's things that I don't know that I want to get to know, brother. You know what I mean? I have so much respect for, like I said, when it comes to DL, said all these guys, yourself. I've been hearing about you 
Man, I think probably when I first moved to LA, man, this was like it was a, a while, a long time ago, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then just started like, cause I'm I'm all about the people in front of the camera, but also the people behind the scenes right. making mm-hmm. things happen. So mm-hmm. I studied those. Those are the guys to me. People making things happen behind the scenes, where where you know they don't get as much praise and respect that they should, man. But I'm that guy who notices all of that. I see everything, man. So. Much respect to you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you loving the series. And it's only going to get better, man. Trust and believe that. Cool. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. And we will talk soon. And I will be talking to Thomas Q. Jones as well, because he's going to be a separate interview. Because I'm about promoting and promoting and promoting. Thank you. And keep producing. I I got my, I, brother, yo, I'm hooked. I'm, t- yo, I'm 10 yo. episodes in. Give my information for Chris, man, and uh, shoot me an email. And we're gonna, okay. we're, we're oh, yeah, I already told Chris we're going to connect, and Chris said we're going to do that. Oh, I already, okay. before you came online, I already <laughs> let him know I got to meet with these brothers. And okay. I got some more people I want y'all to meet as well, not just me. That's how okay. much I think this this relationship needs to be expounded upon. Okay? Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Okay. I always remember, lead with your gifts, keep winning. This is Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily minute of inspiration. This week, I sat down with serial entrepreneur, brand strategist, and founder of Slutty Vegan, Bar Vegan, and the Pinky Cole Foundation, Pinky Cole herself. Pinky Cole shares why it is important to speak up when an opportunity presents itself. So Steve Madden happened because I was um, I went to a collaboration event that Steve Madden was hosting. And one thing about me is nothing beats trial but a failure. So I'm going to ask for the things that I want. Mm-hmm. So Steve Madden was on uh, the Zoom and I told him, I said, listen, you might not know who I am now, but I need you to Google me because I have one of the most popular concepts in the country and you and I need to collaborate. And you know, he came back and said, let's set up a call. Let's do it. And now here we are. If you want to listen to this full interview with Pinky Cole, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.